Instead of a you know, specific teaching or message today, like I said, today, today's gathering will be interspersed with scripture, song, and some stories. And so uh, we have two stories today. And the first one is Sanaz. So I'm going to invite Sanaz to come up. She can come up. And uh, yeah, let's give her a hand. Yeah. So Sanaz, you've been part of our church community for a little while, a couple of years. And um, yeah, we're grateful to have you share with us today. If you, if you know Sanaz, you know that she's a passionate, uh, intense person <laughs> that loves Jesus and loves people. And uh, well, that's true. Is that, is that untrue? Yeah. yeah. So, so that's good. You just, just have a conversation with her. You'll, you'll feel her passion. You know she, she, she's passionate about things. And so it's great to have you share today. And uh, part of what we want to do with these stories is, is um, give our church community a glimpse into each other's lives. And, how, you know, how, how are we wrestling with life, with the things the Lord um, uh, brings into our life, or maybe just things that happen to come into our life, and then we're discerning how God is using those things and how we can respond to them. And so uh, Sanaz is going to share just a, a slice of her experience this year. And so thanks for sharing, Sanaz. So go ahead. I'll give you the, give you the opportunity to do that. Okay. So this is good? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. So hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Um, I think the first thing that I want to make sure is... Um, that it's not my voice, that God speaks through me, and that whatever comes out touches whoever <clears throat> needs to be touched in whatever way they, that you know, needs to touch people. Um, so, uh, okay, so this is sort of a span of four years, so I'm going to just break it down to seven minutes. <laughs> um, so about four years ago, I fell into a really big depression, and um, which at the time felt really scary, but really... Uh, you know, God's in control, so he takes all this bad and gunk and things that, you know, are not positive, and uh, he, was, he used that in a really quite sort of overwhelmingly incredible way. Um, so the first thing is, with the, with the depression, it was like a, a coming undone is what I uh, refer to it as, uh, all these things that had built up throughout my life that God needed to sort of peel away before who he has created to, for me to be, um, to come out. And so all of those barriers, all of those things had to come undone, and that's where it sort of the, the depression had hit, this coming undone of, of, of myself for the new, um, for that new creation. Well, not, I wouldn't even say new creation, the creation that God always intended for it to blossom. Um, this led, I had been home for seven years looking after the kids, and this had led to um, uh, God sort of opening up this opportunity for me to teach at Concordia. Um, and it, I know some people, I had talked to them about wanting to teach. It was something that just had, uh, you know, uh, something that had come into my thoughts and in my heart as to whether, you know, this is something that I think I could be good at. So I had talked to some people here, actually, at church. I said, how do I do this? And just one thing after another, it literally just fell in my lap um, to teach as a full-time professor at Concordia, just like that, something that was about a 10% chance of getting this, um, this position. So it was really exciting. Um, and I started, and before I even started, I just got too overwhelmed, and I thought, I can't do this, and I quit. Um, and the night that I was quitting and I was sending an email to the chair saying, I can't do this, the chair actually 
in the midst of my email, calls me on my cell phone and talks me out of it. Instead of being angry and saying, why did you do this to us? He, you know, like a month before school's about to start, he actually talks me back into it. Um, And some questions sort of started to come up in my head thinking, okay, there's something more, there's something more to this than I, with my own, you know, human brain can understand. Because I go through this depression there's this sort of desire to want to teach. Um, it just opens up. I try to get out. God pulls me back in. There's something more to it than what I myself can see. So I start teaching, and, you know, um, apparently I was doing a pretty good job, and the students were um, being very positively impacted, and I wasn't just teaching. It was like I was a counselor. I was a psychiatrist. I was a doctor. I was a nurse, like all the above to everybody. Um, and uh, but while this was going on, uh, there you know the the environment that I was working in and the colleagues it was just incredibly toxic. Like just with one particular person who sort of became my arch nemesis. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> you know I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> okay, really, and I had only met her a couple of times. Um, yeah, and so it was very um, it was very strange. This. Po- this sort of push and pull between good and bad. Here I was impacting these students, and they're thirsting, like hungry for someone who actually cares. And it wasn't like I was doing much. I just cared. You know, I just listened. When they came into my office, that's it. And yet they were so touched by this that they would open up with all these problems that they were having, and somehow I would, I would pray for them, and somehow they would just... I would get these letters, I would get flowers, I would get all sorts of stuff thanking me for how I've changed their lives. And at the same time, I've got this woman who's, like, trying to destroy me, which was very, very strange. Um, All of this um, led to this past term where um, the chair of the department changed and the the individual who, my arch nemesis, (laughs) um, decided to just, you know, go out on a full vengeance um, in very bizarre ways, and um, and nothing was being done about it. Um, so I'm in this environment. I've got such a it, it's such opposing. I don't know if I'm making sense. Am I making sense? Is what I'm? What I'm? Okay. Um, I've got such opposing things going on. I've got this amazing, overwhelming impact on this on these students. And I've got this other side, this dark side, this evil side. So this is actually where it started to kind of, with my community group especially, where I started to see, hold on, this whole devil thing and this dark, dark side thing probably does exist. Because um, I never really believed in that as much. Um, and... So here I was in this department, and, and, and I decided, you know what, maybe it's just better. I, I just need to go, and I don't have enough time with my family. Uh, this, this job is taking up so much of me. Even though I'm doing good, maybe God just kind of did what he needed me to do, you know? Maybe I touched the lives I needed to touch, and now maybe I should just go back and be able to pick up my kids at 4 o'clock and be able to make proper dinners, you know, and not have to run around everywhere. Um... And 
at, while, while I'm deciding this, I get a suicide note from one of my students. And this is a student who I'd been helping along uh, with issues in her family. And so I do everything in my power to help her along. And the one thing I noticed is um, anyone I went to kind of wanted to pass the problem over to someone else. Everyone. Everyone wanted to pass. Oh, well, you should be going to this person. Oh, you should be going to a psychologist. I would try and get her a doctor. I would try and get her a psychiatrist. I would, you know, everyone had the same answer. Passing the problem over to someone else. And so me, little old me, <laughs> um, basically, um, well, it wasn't me. It was God working through me. Found her doctor, a psychiatrist, counselor. Actually had her stay at my house a few nights when she couldn't, I knew I wasn't supposed to because I'm a teacher, but honestly, I was like, I don't care. This is a person who needs help. Um, so, and at the same time that this is going on, I've got arch nemesis that's just destroying me and all my department chair who's siding with her and I just look like a horrible person at work. And that doesn't really fit well with me because I'm a big people pleaser. Um, so it kind of, all of this kind of pushed me to finally want to resign because I said, I can't handle this anymore. There's so much wrong here that I can't close my eyes to it. And everyone else wants to close their eyes, but I don't want to. I'm out. And then the students kind of did this whole revolution thing and they signed petitions and it was quite extraordinary actually and sent emails after emails wanting me to come back. So I came back, and now I'm in it now. I'm in it now, and I went on... Uh, so this happened in December. The student who had left me a suicide note is alive and is on her way, slowly, to recovery. Um, so while on this vacation, then during Christmas holidays, I was in Mexico, um, I had a bit of time to reflect on what on earth just happened here. <laughs> what is this craziness that just happened? Um, and, uh, of course, like, as I walk through it, it's not like everything is... <sighs> clearly, this is something that's not from my own doing. This Clearly, this is something that God has kind of planned out and is working me through this. But it doesn't mean... And it, I couldn't help but think of, like, Noah or you know, Moses, or, I mean, not that I'm one of those people, but, you know, that he had a plan for these people, and it's not like they just walked through it, right? Knowing, okay, well, God just told me this, I'm going to do it. No, probably they were all extremely confused, and, you know, and not knowing what this all means, and are they thinking straight? Is Is this exactly where I'm supposed to be? Or maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm supposed to be pursuing peace, and just looking after my family and my little comfort zone. Um, but, yeah, no, um, the question, did, did, did it feel, this is pretty overwhelming to hear, and it's awesome yeah. to hear. Thanks for sharing. Does it feel like it was just a day-by-day, step-by-step 
you know, not this big ultra plan because you're just responding to things. And, and like you said, you know, some of these big figures in the Bible, sometimes people share them as if like we have to follow their stories, yeah, but, no. but we don't know all the, all the struggle they went through or the confusion or right. the questioning, you know? Right. So just, just a brief question though, like, did it feel like more like step by step, this happened, I'll respond, this happened, I respond? Yeah, exactly. Okay. It was literally a, I have no idea what to do. You know, this girl's calling me and she's telling me, I mean, at, at the moment that I got, you know, the first time that I got this, this sort of indication that she's, um, her life is sort of on the line there, I had no, you know, what do you say, <laughs> right? What do you say to that? Yeah. So yeah. I... And what lines are you crossing by responding yeah. and what lines are you crossing by not responding in, in a sense, who are you leaving left? But here's the thing, that's, that's, this is how I knew that this isn't coming from me. Because answers would just come to me. Like, things would come out of my mouth. And, and I, 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 it wasn't of my own doing. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. It's not something that I myself would conjure up to say. Yeah, and you weren't, you weren't looking for It's not like I was looking for, for it. This, no, I don't go this around monumental looking for moment to, suicide notes. to help don't, people I don't in do that, that way. No, I <laughs> don't go around. So... <laughs> Tell us, like, is there a couple of things, two, three things that you feel, you know, obviously it's not a a, a resolved story, which is totally fine, Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, two or three things you feel you're learning from this, Mm -hmm. you feel God's been getting your attention about, Mm -hmm. you know, some things as you're moving forward. Well, um, actually, while I was on the beach, I was texting Victoria. Victoria is my go-to person whenever I'm confused. She just has so much wisdom. Um... And I said, I am just, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with myself. I don't know what this is. Am I, you know, the, the big lie in my head was that I'm the troublemaker. I'm, I'm too intense. I'm too this. I'm too that. And maybe I should just put my head down and get my job done and just leave just like everybody else. But I've stirred the boat, you know, like I'm rocking the boat here and I'm causing trouble and look how it makes me look. Um, that's, that's the big lie. And so that's why I was going to Victoria saying, oh, you know, I'm kind of struggling with this because I can't close my eyes to wrong. And she, she actually said something I tell my friends when I give them advice. And she said, well, what would you say if it was me going through that? If it was me that had lived your story, what would you be telling me? And boom, it came to me. Mm. Because I think the way that we talk to ourselves is, is uh, full of judgment, you know, and not very kind sometimes. Um, and immediately it came to me because I said, if it was you, Victoria, I would say you've done amazing things and God has given you such a gift and you've touched so many lives and you're living out what he wants you to live out clearly because every time you've tried to pull out, he's pulled you right back in. Um, and... So go forth, just go forth with courage, go bravely, and it's not you fighting the fight, it's God, you're standing up for righteousness, you're standing up for justice, and this is not something that, especially in the work world where you're supposed to be political and all that mumbo jumbo, which I hate, Um, but that's not what you're doing, you are standing up for God's truth, Mm. 
And um, and it's interesting because for a couple of days after that, the verses that came up on my my devotionals were all about that. About standing strong. Yeah. So okay. um, one verse was, um, "Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled." So that's Matthew five six. Here I was all the time. I've been a person who you know sort of sees the right and the wrong, and I always thought that was bad because that's not something that's sort of welcomed in this world. You're just supposed to put your head down and do what you got to do. And yet God is telling me, oh, you're, you're, you want righteousness, and you'll be blessed for that. Um, and the other thing he made me realize while I was on the beach there after talking to Victoria is his plan, a lot of things got revealed to me. He brought me in not because... I'm supposed to teach. He brought me in because he has a plan. And there's darkness in this department. There's darkness, and he wants to shine his light there. That's what he wants. He wants to shine his light in a place where evil has set up home. And of course there's this pushback. Of course there's this pushback because now I'm bringing in, without knowing at all, Bringing in God's goodness into an area where evil had, the evil had like the devil had set up shop, and he will do anything through this woman or through this girl or through everything that's going on, you know, to mess it up or not let God come in. But God's power is greater than that, and and the other thing that I realized is it doesn't have to be. I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know how this is all going to end. I guess I'll find out in the next few months. I wish it would be a happy ending and it'll be like, yay, everyone is so happy now. <laughs> and, um, but it might not be. Mm-hmm. It might be yeah. like Moses where it's like, okay, well, sorry, you're, not, you're going to die. You're not going to see the, the wonderful place, you know. Um, but that's not the point, you know. Yeah, I don't know how to respond to that. But yeah, keep but going. whatever, you know. Like, the point is, yeah, you, it's you, not exactly. about the results. We're not, you, we it's can't not always, a, as believers, we, yeah. in, in the world, we can't predict happy endings as we follow Christ. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's... There's hardships. That, I think that's what he was trying to drive home, is it's not about the result. It's not about, I might be kicked out of there. I might, yeah. um, or I might not be. Uh, the people might still continue to dislike me, or they might like me. Um, this, this woman who's, you know, my arch nemesis might still be around and causing me trouble. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it might not be a happy ending, but that's not the point. I think that's the other thing he that hit home was all I know is I'm not responsible for how it ends. I'm just responsible for taking step by step, whatever God lead is leading me there. And for now I feel like he's telling me this is exactly where I need you to be. Okay. And well, yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing. We're um, sorry. I know it was no, like no. really heavy. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, I wish we could go a little longer. So Naz has to run over to kids quest yeah, and serve. Teach now. Sorry. So, um, yeah. I just I just remembered that as you were, <laughs> but we want to pray for her and but also in this theme of um, praying for discernment, um, praying to be rooted in the gospel with whatever our lives hold. You know, I mean, you're hearing her story, and I think I was chatting. You know, hearing her story, sometimes the temptation is like, oh, I want to be in a kind of a big adventure like that or something. 
Uh, and then you're like, well, not really, because that might be, it might be very difficult to be in, a, in a, an adventure like this. But sometimes we don't, we don't know how the Lord's going to use us, you know, in our neighborhood, um, uh, at home, um, in, in a work situation, in our culture. I think the idea is like, let's just, just be open to however the Lord's going to lead you and be, be willing to cooperate with the, with the work of the Spirit in that moment. And even in if you're day. not open, he'll pull you right back in. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're going to pray, and I wanna, we're going to read a scripture together, Psalm 40. And uh, let's read it together and then, and then pray. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my foot on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. And let's pray. If there's um, something in your life, in your heart, you just need to bring to the Lord as we pray, just, just do that internally. Bring it to him. If there's a situation, if, as you've heard Sanas speak, there's something in your heart, your life, you're, you're just praying for courage to respond, to listen well to the Lord and bring it to him. Father, we, we just listen to this call in, in this psalm, this prayer to trust you. And we pray for Sanaz that in this uh, ongoing um, situation that she would continue to learn to trust you, that you would give her the courage and the strength to see your goodness and your authority and your power to put her trust and her life in your hands. Um, God, we thank you that as she's... Um, really done, tried to do her best to, 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 to respond to, to you in her life um, in the specific circumstance that she's been walking through, God, um, as she's determined to say yes to you and um, stand with people or stand up for people. So we pray for her, God. We pray that you would lead her and guide her, um, particularly, God, in this circumstance. Use her to be light um, in the world around her. God, we pray for everyone here, all of us, God. Grow our trust in you. Help us to trust in you. Help us to firmly be rooted in who we are in Christ and to hear your voice and respond. Give us ears to hear more than we often have, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can I just, there was something I read this morning. Yeah, yeah, read it. Sorry, there was something that I read this morning, actually, um, and I wanted to share that with everyone. It was... In this book. <laughs> um, so I thought this was very apropos. It says, uh, The evil plans of human folks do not defeat God's purpose. 
Instead, they unwittingly become ways in which God's plan is furthered. He fashions every mistake, sin, and detour we take in the journey of life into a future of blessings. Much of how God accomplishes this remains a mystery. We're simply invited to trust his goodness and love. I thought I'd leave that with you. Amen.